nostalgia, memories, growing up in Central Florida in the 1990s. What a bunch of sappy crap. It's the Sappy Crap Podcast. Starring Steve Bauman and Jarman Day. Welcome to the Sappy Crap Podcast, where the names are changed, but the stories are real. I'm Jarman. And I'm Steve. That's right. The stories are real, or at least how our brains have decided to keep them getting dusty and old on the shelves of our lives. Up in the attics of our brains. And we're here to tell stories that only two longtime best friends can. And what are we talking about this time, Steve? That's right. Strap in and buckle up, Buttercup. We are going to be talking about weddings. (laughs) Oh, weddings. Oh, so appropriate. Because I just came back from my sister's wedding. So we figured it'd be a good idea to just talk about weddings in general and what we've experienced in the past. Before we get too into the wedding talk, the other reason that we're doing this episode is that uh, let's see, June 5th or 4th, Dagnabbit, June 4th. Our old anniversary was on the 5th when we started dating and we always mess it up. <laughs> oh, of course. June 4th, uh, tomorrow, the day after we record this, is my wife and I's 10-year wedding anniversary. Exciting. 10 years. Jarman big was one. there. He was co-best man at my wedding with my brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it, it was a real good time then. It's a better time now, 10 years later. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, and so to my wife, who is eventually going to listen to this, I love you. You put up with just the grossest aspects of me, <laughs> and that just makes me love you more. And every day that I get to have you, I'm a little bit luckier. You sure are. <laughs> so thank you. I love you, sweetie. And thank you for supporting like six years of podcasting or seven <laughs> years of podcasting. She's dealt with this. She's amazing. She's dealt with this crap. <laughs> I can't believe it's been 10 years. I remember being at your wedding in yep. Brooklyn in that little loft that you were living with your brother at the time, I believe. Yeah. We shared that place with Christian. And I remember cause you're having the reception kind of on the, the feeling ceiling of the uh, loft, the roof. Yeah. Yeah. And I was in the, the emergency stairwell. I was a little intoxicated, but trying to figure out the last bits of my speech to give to you guys. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cause I was like, Oh God, I have to fix this. It needs to be better. What am I going to do? And the worst part of all is that it was a beautiful wedding. You guys were great. It was all throughout New York. Um, they did it in Central Park, guys. It was so beautiful. Um, and then once at the reception, I took this wonderful video of them dancing to a song from Henson and the Muppets. What song was it again? Uh, I'm going to go back there someday from the Muppet movie, I believe. Yes. And I don't know what happened to that video. It disappeared. You rat bastard. But it was a beautiful. You couldn't quite see them because it's pretty dark, but you could see like there were a little bit of those shadows of they're holding each other dancing. And there was no other video of that happening anywhere. And if I find that someday, it'll be a gem. Uh, highlights I remember for my wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, just having everyone come in. We did the bachelor party. Yeah. Went to the strip club, which was not my dig, but I've never seen you more at home. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ridiculous. I, st- I legitimately tell people I've never seen Jarman more in his skin. <laughs> I think your club. uncle was the most in his skin. Thank you very much. Uh, Jarman was in his element. Ridiculous. This was 10 years ago, Jarman. <laughs> I was a different person 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, we went to like a steakhouse uh, and then we went and got drinks at a bar that one of my buddy's girlfriends worked at at the time. So we got a bunch of free food and stuff too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we went out for even later drinks and we went to catch a cab and the cab driver refused to take us to Brooklyn and we refused to get out of his cab because they weren't allowed to do that. It's like strictly against yes, the law. Yes, that's right. Take you. 
And then he tried to drive us to a police precinct to tell them that we were intoxicated and being belligerent with him. I remember that. He stopped right in front of the police precinct. I forgot about that. And the police were basically like, you have to take them. They got in your cab. You took the fare. Mm-hmm. You have to take them or you will be ticketed. And he went, yeah. And then right as Morgan was going to go, uh, the girlfriend was about to get back in the car. Everybody's girlfriend. She goes, his tags aren't. That's not. Those aren't his tags. And they looked and sure enough, he was driving someone else's cab. Oh, my God. And so they ticketed him right there and there, gave him a summons. And they said, well, you can't get back in, in that vehicle with him because he's not the licensed driver of it. Wow. And I so then about we that. got to take another car away from that and got back to our apartment like an hour after you guys. <laughs> People were like, where were you? I was like, yeah, we had an adventure. You probably take one of those like unmarked black cars or something. Yeah, maybe. Man. Livery cab. Yeah. <laughs> but that the wedding great. day itself went great. Wedding day itself went great. Uh, the train to our neighborhood was down that weekend and we didn't know it. So it really complicated some stuff, but we had some friends that came pull through getting Anna into Manhattan to get ready. Uh, and we had it at Pilgrim Hill in Central Park. Mm-hmm. And there was a homeless guy there. And that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Your dad <laughs> took then, that in stride. He's the one who helped move the homeless guy over just a little bit and like set him up somewhere else. And it was fine. <laughs> uh, we had a nice short ceremony. Yeah. Decided we didn't want it more than 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I came in. She was beautiful course beautiful short ceremony uh we went and took some pictures while we sent you guys on a scavenger hunt oh yes i remember that too where it was like find somebody with a pet that's not a cat or dog (laughs) it's not a dog (laughs) (laughs) that kind of stuff um well we took pictures and then we had like a picnic kind of lunch that kind of fell apart because ann and i just weren't prepared (laughs) i remember we like we bought like pasta salad and bowls but we didn't bring any utensils or something (laughs) I don't even recall the lunch, so yeah, that we needed. That goes to show. (laughs) Uh, But people ate chips and stuff, and then Anna's family went off and had drinks somewhere, like left for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then everyone headed back to our place. Uh, Some of like the parents and stuff took vehicles or took cabs, but we decided that we were going to take people on the subway back, which was easy when our train was running. But when it wasn't, we had to do some crazy stuff. I was on the subway with you guys with her, you and her, your suit and her and her wedding dress. I remember that. Yeah, we had to take the green line to the uh, yellow to the seven and take the seven out to Queens. And then we had to, to connect with the G and take the G down to, to, William, to Williamsburg. It All was that nuts. means it was nothing to me. the craziest path we had to take. <laughs> Anyone who lives in New York would go, oh, my God. <laughs> but we, went, we led our wedding guests on this parade through. <laughs> It was it was a long trip. I remember that. It was haphazard. People got to see stuff and experience New York. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, and we didn't make anyone do anything. Mm-hmm. That was really the big thing. We're like, yeah, do what you want. <laughs> it, it was a very kind of stress free kind of situation. Uh, Anna's maid of honor like did her speech and then was like, "Hey, we're going to catch a Broadway show." And we're like, "Great, have fun. See ya." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you're in New York. Go do it. Is she still friends with that person? I mean, they keep in contact. That's good. But they're not even anywhere close. They they're both military, and they've got four kids, and they're stationed oh. somewhere exotic almost constantly. That's tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was overall like a great wedding because I've been to a shit ton of weddings, which we'll talk about throughout this episode. But yeah, that was a, one of the top of my I've ever been to. It's just doing. Plus, you being my, my best friend, you know, like I yeah, true. That yeah. was extra fun. But yeah, we didn't make anyone do anything. And then at one point, Jarman. Uh, while like drunk and half passed out, 
gave the basic synopsis of the movie Out of Time, the one with uh, Justin Timberlake. What? Okay. So I don't even know that movie point, is. I've never seen that before. So you <laughs> got real boozed up and you went and you like passed out in our bed. I do remember that. And I can get you because it was our turn to go to bed. I was like, you got to get out of our bed now. Uh, and you're like, I was like, Jaron, it's time. And you're like, time. I said, what about time? They're giving it all away. <laughs> Who? You know. And then you kind of were like, what's up? I was like, you got to get out of bed. You're like, oh, okay. But like for that first span, you clearly were not coherent. No. I do remember talking about that. But they're time, giving it all away. giving it all away. <laughs> They're just, they're just giving it all away. Out of time. Just Maybe that was a re- revelation. Like I was talking about some serious philosophical you stuff were, there. You were deep. Something. Yeah. It meant something. I don't know what, but something. <laughs> well, thank you for reminiscing with me. Oh. That was 10 years ago. That's beautiful. Tomorrow. 10 years ago. Nuts. Just nuts. Oh, man. And we have to mention other family met wedding of yours that this podcast is uh, supported oh, by. Right. My brother's wedding. Your brother's case. wedding. Yes. And where was that again? I'm trying to remember where exactly that, that was. was. In Georgia. That was in Georgia. Okay. What part of Georgia? Yeah. I don't remember. Was that right while- on the Alabama border or Mississippi, whatever state is right next to it? Was that, that was probably while I was living in Atlanta. So I probably just drove, drove there. Um, Atlanta, you may have been in Orlando at that point, but that was the idea. I was like, it's the closest I've been in forever. Let's get him up here. Yeah. And during that wedding, if you guys don't already know, if you aren't old time listeners of a play on nerds and that kind of thing, that's where we first came up with the idea of a play on nerds and doing a podcast. And so that's right. At your brother's wedding, we're both having a drink and just talking about saying funny things. And someone said we should be recording this funny stuff. She grew over Cleveland. Yeah, she grew up for Cleveland. It was a thing. <laughs> and what you would do. <laughs> a lot of weird conversations happen at weddings. Weird conversations. Um, <laughs> but that was a good wedding. I, 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 I yeah, that was fun remember one. talking to your grandmother there. She was wonderful. And uh, and it was just a real fun, nice wedding. And I was happy for your brother because I grew up with him too. And it was, it was a lot of fun. I remember um, John, was gonna his best man was going to give a speech. And then I said, I would, as your brother, like to give a speech. If I may, mm-hmm. like a family speech. And so uh, I remember him was like, absolutely. Like, cause he knew that I wasn't going to go insane and I wasn't going to get drunk or do anything crazy. Right. Uh, that's just not who I am. <laughs> um, and so I remember we were going over this and the wedding planner, who is really high strung lady. So I remember her, she was like, and these people and these people need the toasting glasses because they're the one giving the toast. And I was like, I'm also giving a toast. And she's like, what? No, you're not. <laughs> so <I was> like, <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> we're paying you yes i am going to stand up and say words with a drink in my hand i don't care if it's one of these fancy glasses mm-hmm. but it just it just rocked her world i remember just just that she was like, oh. hyperventilating <laughs> it was insane i remember she just lost her mind for a moment well i'd be almost thankful for someone that in control of a wedding for what i just experienced at my sister's wedding Oh, was it a loose goosey wedding? Oh, well, um, so Steve, uh, audience members, he also knew my sister very well growing up and yeah. we, and she was always around with us. And, uh, so she just finally got married as well. And it was out in Denver, Colorado, and it's where she's living now. And, uh, she ended up getting a wedding planner and a photographer 
who were mainly just experienced with being at festivals. So organizing music festivals and taking pictures of music festivals. Because my sister's big into like Bonnaroo and Swanee and all these different uh, outdoor music festivals. So you'd think some of that might translate, right? Right. And I think the photographer was fine. Like, because she's good at taking pictures of action shots. She knows what's what, so a good thing to take a picture of. Sure. True. But a wedding planner is very specific. And I think yeah. they need to know what needs to be in control and what you need to do and what the family's going to want. She didn't know any of that stuff. So it was kind of all over the place. Um, and not to mention that all of my sister and her husband's friends are all partiers and uh, festival goers. So they were all incredibly intoxicated and high the entire time they were there. <laughs> so it's fair. And it was apparent to everyone. There was no secret from that. Everyone could tell they were just out of their minds blitzed. Um, so that was hard wrangling people for a rehearsal and for walking down the aisle. And uh, it was too, it was too much like a music festival. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Fair. Uh, her, her maid of honor has been her friend for like 15 years, but she couldn't hold her dress up because she was too drunk and she wasn't uh, unbustling her when she needed to be unbustled and all that thing. Oh my um, God. The bustling. Oh, the bustling. Every woman will know what that means, but, um, it's it was a uh, it was rough, but then once it finally came down to it, the ceremony was fine. Um, how long had the how what, how long was it? Had they, where did they put it? The ceremony? Uh, it's like you know, like fifteen twenty minutes exactly, okay. like a short yeah, ceremony, sweet. like a lot of weddings I've been to. Uh, the only problem being the maid of honor being drunk and high, she decided that she couldn't hear the uh, the the groom giving his speech, uh, his vows to his wife, even though he wanted to keep them private. So she moves in front of the couple. In the middle of the ceremony to grab a microphone and push it towards him, to which he goes, no, no, no. I already told you. I don't want this to be heard by anyone else but my wife. In the middle of their ceremony. (laughs) Ah, blitz friend is blitz. (laughs) Yes, that was very upsetting. But besides that, uh, the reception was great. They had a live band that had members of bands that were from all these different jam bands that they love all came together to form this one band. To perform at the wedding and the band was amazing and sang like songs from the 80s the 70s the 90s um so all generations liked it and it was just uh it Very worked out cool. really well yeah but okay. uh in general what do you think steve is like the worst thing that can happen at a wedding for a for a person who's attending not in the wedding for a person that's attending it's for me the thing that always kills it kills it is when the timing of the wedding isn't thought about mm. and Luckily, as we get as we're getting further away from like the extravagant weddings of the 80s and 90s a little bit, and, huh. and basically our generation doesn't have any money, so we're doing smaller weddings. Yeah, that's true. That's what that's what it boils yeah, down. To. It's just true. Uh, we just don't have the money, so, <laughs> so <laughs> that's why we got married in Central Park. It was like twenty five dollars for the permit. It's <laughs> pretty amazing. That's why we did it. Um, but I think as we get away from that sort of uh, era, that this becomes less of a problem in that there's no like, oh, so we're going to do the ceremony. The ceremony is going to be an hour and 15 minutes. Hmm. And then everyone's got it. We have to wait for everybody to exit because then we need to get that shot where the couple walks past everybody and they throw the rice. Right. And then get them get into the car. But then they're going to get right out of that car and then we're going to have the whole wedding party and half of the people attending the wedding anyway stay for pictures. Right. While the other half that aren't important get to go eat finger food and wait impatiently for the real food drink and cocktails for the people they came to see which is the couple <laughs> mm-hmm. so just when there's these huge weddings that have these giant pauses it's very awkward it just kills me kills me that you just have to sit around 
And it's like moving a giant cruise ship. It's like it's such a massive it's undertaking a to make all that all those moving pieces come together. It's just unreasonable. I think that's so. Yeah, I think that's it. The longest, and that, that's my key that I tell everybody is just keep the ceremony short. Make the stuff around it as long as you want, but keep the ceremony short because the longer you make the ceremony, the higher the chances something's just going to go terribly wrong. And the thing is, I recognize as a wedding goer that. It, it must be so expensive. The weddings I've been to where I've never felt bored for a second because they had every moving piece accounted for with probably oh, a yeah. ton of money. So like I've been at weddings where we went straight from the ceremony to a cocktail hour, which had great finger foods and cocktails and even like a, a little person playing guitar there to keep you company. And then finally, when the couples and the, and the wedding party arrives, you sit down for dinner and they do the announcements and they do the dinner and then they do the dance. And it's like I was never bored for a second, but I'm like realizing to myself that will never be my wedding because that will cost tens of thousands of dollars, um, right. sometimes yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's just not worth it for our generation. Like you said, it's just no. not a thing that's going to be happening. You don't more more. have the monies. And do I went to small, do something potluck. Sure. Ask people instead of gifts to like bring something for the service. Like that my, my parents, you know, we paid for most of the wedding, but they said, what can we do is we said, buy the booze. There you go. Yeah. They bought all the booze for the wedding. And that was a huge expense. We didn't have to deal with. Absolutely. And, and like the idea of the old timey thing of, oh, the uh, what wife's parents have to pay for the wedding and the, the, oh, husband's, the husband's parents pay for the rehearsal dinner. It's like, no, so who should pay is who can afford it. And also both should chip in if they can. That's the idea, because, <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a both endeavor of both couples. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I went to one wedding, though, a friend of mine who listens to the podcast sometimes. Wonderful guy. Um, he had a fiance whose father was very wealthy. And through a $500,000 wedding. Yeah. And I was the officiant for this wedding. (laughs) So um, it was held at the, um, not the Ritz Carlton, the Waldorf Astoria was the hotel it was held at. And everything was accounted for. There was a band at the rehearsal dinner um, and a private reception for the rehearsal dinner and the rehearsal. Um, There are a band that plays at Disney. And then we had this giant dinner with gold things everywhere. And and as soon as your drink was empty, there was a servant there pouring more drinks into your drink. And wow. their guy, the best man went up to give a speech and he was like, oh, I would give my speech, but I just realized my drink is. And then someone was pouring more alcohol into his drink as he was about to give the speech, <laughs> as he was about to say that his drink was <laughs> empty. It was nuts. Um, and unfortunately for this friend of mine, they got divorced about a year and a half, two years later. So this is like there's no purpose of putting on that giant expense um oh, man. and even the, the 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 bride who turned out to be not the best person for my friend she kept saying throughout even the wedding itself this was more about her her dad showing off than it was about her having her wedding oh it's a status symbol for him yeah he yes. was throwing all this money towards it and showing everybody how expensive a wedding he can throw for his daughter as as opposed to saying what does she really want so right it, it's kind of sucks have you been to like a super expensive wedding like that? Have you even attended many weddings? I'm not sure if you have. Um, I've been to not a ton of weddings. Um, the two most expensive I've been to that I can think of, one was at like an orchard that was also like an event thing. That sounds pretty. And then here there's a lot of wineries. And Dan Ann and I did go to a very nice, I'm not going to say it was super high end, but a very nice wedding where I didn't think that we were like a first tier invite. But then we got there and there were maybe 80 people. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh. Okay. It's a fairly small wedding, yeah. All right, but it was a nice, you know, nice dinner at a winery and plenty to drink and beautiful, you know, that kind of thing. That's lovely. 
Yeah. And the same thing, cocktail hour while they took pictures. And yes. Photo booth. <laughs> Uh, the worst part is I've been to one wedding that was a dry wedding and <sighs> I just wanted to leave. And because <laughs> even if you don't drink, you kind of want some people at that wedding to drink because um, <laughs> you don't want it to be as, as plain it's and like boring. It's a comedy as club. It's better if everyone's got one or two. In them. <laughs> exactly. And the other one, you said long ceremonies, the one fully Catholic wedding I went to. Catholic ceremonies are the longest. Oh, yes. It's a full uh, mass, basically. I was my uncle Henry, who you've met, Henry Biagi, mm-hmm. uh, my godfather. Uh, he his wedding was a big, extravagant Catholic wedding. Oh yeah, and I was in the wedding party at like eleven years old. I had to wear a vest and part my hair <laughs> and escort his scary niece on Carla's side <laughs> down the aisle. And she was real mean to me. Oh no! <laughs> uh, but that, I remember that one was just forever. As an 11 year old, it was two forevers. Oh, yeah, especially. (laughs) Oh, and I've been to one uh, pirate wedding, which was amazing. Uh, I didn't know the couple very well, but the girl I was dating at the time, she was friends with them. So it was her date. And uh, it was in St. Augustine, Florida, which is a very pirate heavy uh, city. It's one of the it's the oldest uh, city in America, actually, Um, because it was pirates and old sailors would go there before even most of the colonies were established. and so this couple, though, works at medieval times and one of them plays a princess. The other one, one of the knights at medieval times and they're getting <laughs> married. And so the king of medieval times was the one who's their officiant. And so we we're out in front of this old fort by St. Augustine. That fort's been here 400 years almost. And there's this king announcing, and we are gathered here today to celebrate the wedding of these people. And it was it was really we all had to wear pirate garb while we were there. We we're encouraged oh God, to wear like Renaissance awesome. pirate garb. It was so fun. Um, so that was a very enjoyable wedding. Um, <laughs> Good. You haven't been to any kind of themed weddings, have you? No, but that sounds better. <laughs> uh, let's see. The other weddings I can think of that I've been to in time recently is Anna and I went to some friends' wedding. The one at the orchard. And we got there and we we're hanging out and they had like a small sort of like soft drinks reception. No drinks before the wedding. They're like, okay, everyone go ahead and head on out to the field. So I go out and realize that it's just a bunch of chairs in this open field with no shade. Oh boy. At like 1 PM. Oh no. That's a bad idea. June. (laughs) And and I went, Oh, this is going to be bad. So then we go out and I kind of find some chairs towards the back. that are kind of in the shade. And then as we go to get in the chairs, we realize that each one is just covered in these little tiny bugs. Oh, and every chair. And, and I just looked and went, you know what? We're going to stand in the back. So we went stood in the back in the shade. It was the best choice we'd ever made. It was like a 45 minute ceremony and everyone else was so sunburned by the end. That was a bad choice for them planning that. That was not a good idea. Um, but <laughs> Ann and I made good choices. Uh, and then at my cousin Zach's wedding, uh, the things I specifically remember are uh, their, their wedding song that they played on the way out was uh, I love is like a storybook story from uh uh, Princess Bride. Yeah. I like uh, the way you sing it, though. <laughs> I had to slip into that. I couldn't. Like a story, but story. Everything's better than Michael McDonald. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and afterwards, we my dad had brought water balloons and was trying to get my uncles wet. And my uncle Tom threw one at my uncle Harry and it didn't break. So Tom's next thought was I'll take my pocket knife out of my pocket and hold the water balloon over Harry's head. Oh God. And pop it. 
And he did this, and Harry saw him coming and swiped his hand up and got knifed in the hand, oh, through bleeding everywhere. God. Uh, luckily, in total, there were like four nurses at <laughs> instead of including your dad. He got bandaged up. Exactly. My dad was there, like three other people. He got bandaged up. I got a little bit of blood on my shirt. <laughs> but yeah, well, my uncle got knifed by my other uncle at a wedding. That's funny because I'm bleeding right now like crazy from my finger because I chopped my hand cleaning the uh, the blender today. So that was great. Um, Ooh, cool. <laughs> I will say um, as a Gentile myself, I went to two Jewish weddings in my life so far and lots of fun. Um, I went to one for my our buddy Zach and also for because his wife is Jewish and also for my buddy uh, Danny. And they were so fun. And I will say, listening to a rabbi give a, a sermon before a wedding is hilarious. At my buddy Danny's wedding, that guy was like a stand-up comedian, making the entire congregation laugh. And you get the fun thing during the reception of the Hava Nagila Hava, with yeah. the whole, pulling the chair up in the air and everything. It You've so, seen it in the movies. And they actually did that. It was amazing. And crushing the glass. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, so it's a bit jealous because I'm an atheist. So I'll probably have like, you know, nothing fun like that happening but i'll I'll find other fun things to do you know like the spaghetti monster in the sky i'll pray to that or something your own fun exactly (laughs) but yeah i think weddings in general i'm a fan i've been in a lot of weddings um so that's been a lot our buddy patrick uh who is through wedding i was his best one of his best man at his wedding as well and it was beautiful it was out in, in nature and and it was we all were these fun like bright colored yellow uh yellow shirts and ties and everything. Um, and it was just so much fun that we went on a great, uh, bachelor parties are a big part of that too. I've been to a bunch of speakeasies, strip clubs. I'm kind of done with for my life. I don't need to go to another one again in my entire life. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's just, they're usually depressing and kind of awkward and uh, unusual. Um, but for our my buddy Zach's wedding, we got to go to a, um, a family fun center for his um, bachelor party. So we that sounds friggin' great. We bought on go karts and uh, we, we all this other stuff. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> so it it can be yeah, it can be great. But um, I've been thankful to be part of these weddings, and uh, it's a lot of pressure to be a groomsman, and it's a lot of work sometimes. It's even more to be a best man. Uh, so when people complain, oh, I've never been a part of a wedding, just be thankful because it can be more work than you want. <laughs> I look forward to being a groomsman. I don't want to assume best man, but I look forward to being a groomsman for you at some point in the future. Oh, you're probably stuck with co-best man. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm fine with co-best man. I just don't want to assume it, you know? I appreciate that, but no. <laughs> There's family stuff and other ties. That it's just fair. Yeah. So I, with your wedding and with Patrick's, I was like, you both yeah, have brothers. I was like, we live a Christian and I'm closer with him now than ever, but Jerome's my best friend for like 15 years. <laughs> and you both have brothers. I was like, I'm never going to assume I'm going to be the best man, but then I was happy That's to right. take on that role. It was, it was great. So, <laughs> so we'll just mud wrestle to figure out who gets to give the speech. Oh, there you, well, two speeches not going to hurt anybody. That's true. <laughs> Unless I get drunk and hit someone. <laughs> oh, that was at this past wedding. My sister. Um, it, oh, we thought someone was, got drunk and hit someone. No, we thought it was going to be. Well, oh, someone fell into a bonfire. So that was fun. Uh, but we thought it was going to be short and simple, where just the best man and and the maid of honor gave a speech. But suddenly, my, the groom's grandmother gave a speech, and it was great. She did a really good job. But then all of a sudden, when the, we were about to put the band back on, um, the groom's sister got got up and did a, a speech. I was like, oh, crap. No, I got to do a speech, and I, I want to. I just didn't think I was going to have the opportunity. So I didn't plan anything. But then I had to go talk to the MC and be like, hey, I need to give a speech later, too. So 
on impromptu, I gave a speech at my sister's wedding. I'm so happy I did. It turned out well. Good. I wasn't too intoxicated yet or anything, so it worked out well. Yeah, you saved that for after. Exactly. So it worked out. <laughs> but surprise speeches are always scary. But they're probably better than things you plan. Just just go up there and speak from the heart. It'll be fine. That's right. Don't be too drunk. <laughs> that's right. And I think that's it for weddings, don't you think? Yeah, I think that wraps it up. That wraps up the Savvy Crap Podcast for this week. That's right. We're going to stumble, tumble, and flip-flop down memory lane about something else next time. And remember, the good old days weren't always that good. See you next time, folks. Yeah. This podcast was brought to you by A Play on Nerds.